Hi everybody, Eric here with Smart Pot Fabric Planters back with another episode of the Growing Revolution podcast and we have a great guest today. It's Callie Kim from Callie Kim Home and Garden. Uh, she has been doing videos on YouTube and, and other social media platforms for a number of years and she's probably one of our best supporters out there in the world. She's probably introduced more people to smart pot planters than maybe anyone else. So I wanted to welcome to the show, Kelly Kim. Thank you, Eric. Thanks so much for having me. And I am a big, huge fan of smart pots. They're one of my favorite things to grow in. So it's really an honor to be here. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome to finally, you know, talk to you live instead of just watching your videos, you know, one way. So I'm really excited to learn more about you and, you know, your journey in the gardening world. So um, I guess let's go back in time. Can you describe your introduction into gardening? Were you introduced by a family member at a younger age? Sure. Yeah, I actually grew up in a family of 10 kids, believe it or not, seven girls and three boys. I'm one of the older wow. ones. And because of, you can imagine, we had a huge grocery bill. So my mom decided that we really need to cut back on our grocery bill and start growing some of our own vegetables. And at the time we lived on a five acre a piece of property in Colorado and uh, all of us kids were responsible to dig in and start gardening. So at the time I had long rows of beans that I had to pick, which I think it was probably six or seven. I really didn't like that too much. It wasn't very much fun to hang out in the garden and pick beans when you were seven years old. But over the years, especially as an adult, I developed appreciation for it. Just remembering my mom like canning and freezing and you know, all the, the taste of the homegrown food, we pretty much had it year round because of her, her preserving it. And then when I had my own family with my own you know, husband and children, I wanted to have that same experience for them. So um, once we got our own uh, uh, land or not land, but property here in the uh, Southern California, we were able to plant a garden, which was uh, really a big uh, honor for me and joy jump right back into it. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I'm kind of with you. When I was a kid, my mom would recruit me to like pick beans and, you know, pick strawberries and stuff. And, you know, half of them I ended up eating while I was picking them. And I, I definitely developed an appreciation for gardening uh, more uh, the older I got, you know, especially when you start to buy your own groceries, you're like, wow, this is expensive. Yeah. Um, and I have to say your your piece of property, your land is probably more productive than, you know, per square foot than most people's gardens out there. Uh, people see, you know, your backyard and they think it's huge. But I think a lot of it is like just great camera angles and great, you know, <laughs> Uh, does great garden design and really maximizing your space. Yeah, it's really not that big. I, I'm not sure exactly the square footage, but if, if you came to, to visit our, our house, I'm sure you would say it looks a lot bigger on YouTube. So that's usually what people say. But it is um, where we're able to maximize the space. Just we have we garden on a hill for the most part. And we're able to kind of tear that out. We're actually on a backyard um, garden show that helped us rebuild that and make, make good use of it. Because before it was just a hill full of weeds. So... <laughs> and along with the containers and the smart pots, it really has made a good use of the, of the land that we do have. Right, because the Southern California soil isn't, you know, always the best for every type of plant we want to grow. So container gardening, 
uh, is definitely helpful uh, in SoCal. Who came up with Cali Kim? Is that a nickname you've been called, like you know, for a while, or is who came up with uh, that? You no, know, I you know, I I never have been called it my whole life until we started our YouTube channel, and it was my husband who's known as Camera Guy, as you probably well know. His name's yep. actually Jerry, but um, he was. I'll just tell you real quick how our channel started. Is he's been into videography for years. It's kind of been a side gig for him. Um, and he has some videographer friends and they're all like having a little contest saying who can make a viral video? Let's see who can do it. You know, we're all going to try our own different videos. And, uh, he said, okay, Kim, what are you doing today? Well, I was outside, you know, grabbing some compost, putting it on my herbs. He goes, all right, I'm going to come out and film you. We're going to get in this contest with my friends and who knows, maybe we'll win. So just, uh, you know, tell us what you're doing and we'll upload it to YouTube. So that's what I did. That was our very first video almost exactly 10 years ago to the day. We just had our 10 year anniversary in February. Nice. Um, so that's pretty much how we started. And then in trying to come up with a name, he said, well, we're in California. You're Kim. Why don't we just do Cali Kim Garden and Home? I'm like, okay, that sounds great. And we, we gave it a go. Before we knew it, uh, people were asking, how about some seed starting videos? How about some other videos? And it just started to kind of grow from there. And we realized that, hey, maybe we can make something of this. So yeah, years, yeah, it's, it's really grown. Nice. Well, uh, kudos to Jerry for you know planting the seed uh, and, and starting the <laughs> Cali Kim Empire, uh, so to say. Yeah. What uh, what were you what were you doing before you became Cali Kim? Well, uh, I was working actually for the local school district for several years. I was a paraeducator. I worked with um, special needs kids, so kids with autism, kids with learning disabilities or physical disabilities. And I really loved it. It was a part-time job for me at the time. And we were doing also Cali Kim on the side part-time. And then Cali Kim started to grow so much that I actually ended up deciding to resign my job at, with the school district and then go with our Cali Kim, Kim business full-time. When was that? That was back in 2016. Okay. So that's actually when I reached out to uh, Smart Pots when um, I had some friends that had grown in smart pots and uh, I actually never had grown in them at the time, but it looked like pretty cool growing containers. But I want to give this a try and contact them to see if they'd be interested in uh, having me try out their smart pots and maybe we can work together and, and work something out. So I reached out to Karen, who as you know, is the marketing director at smart pots. I think I just DM'd her on Instagram and I was really surprised when she got back to me and it was really fun to uh, do some videos together after that. Nice, nice. So, so, so uh, that's kind of, you know, how the relationship started with you is just, you know, hey, how's it going? And then, you know, it just mushroomed from there to where, like, you know, you, you know, you've done so many videos on basically every single one of our products, and you know, now we've kind of partnered with you. So, um, you know, it's just just been a, a great organic relationship. Um, you know, yeah. I, 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 I can speak for the home office when when I when I say we, we love what you've been doing for well, us. So we appreciate you. that. And I love I love growing your containers. And the great thing about it is, is that, you know, I tried them out back in the beginning there. Absolutely love them. Of course, uh, I just saw how productive um, and how easy it is to grow in the Smart Pots fabric containers. And then I was able to introduce them to our audience and so many people have said I would never have been able to garden if it wasn't for smart pots. So you guys too have really started, you know, like this podcast is called The Growing Revolution and helped a lot of people grow a lot of vegetables. So kudos to you too. It's a, it's a great, I love working with you guys. 
Yeah, the the smart pot, you know, has technically been around for 30 years, but really maybe like 15 or so on a retail level. And it's kind of amazing, you know, the percentage of gardeners who have never heard of a smart pot before is very high. So I think there still is a lot of, you know, market share and exposure that, you know, we we can do. Um, and, you know, like I said, your videos are such a, a boost to our image. Um, it's just been incredible. What uh, what would you say your favorite smart pot product is i mean essentially it's you know the same fabric but just different colors shapes and sizes but but for you what, what do you like the best that's a tough one because there's so many that i love um you know i just actually filmed a video this morning on the crate liners and that's probably i've been using those for maybe a year or so now and those are probably one of not the crate liners the basket liners actually which i like the crate liners too but the bas the hanging basket liners are so much fun because you can pop them in your hanging baskets. Like you said, they're the same Smart Pots fabric. Um, as you know, the core liners just fall apart. They dry out very quickly. And the hanging baskets look so pretty. They come in different colors. I think the tan, the green, and maybe the black. Mm -hmm. And I like to grow herbs, flowers, um, let's see, greens, peas, strawberries. So it's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, I think probably the most popular one that I've seen anyway are the five gallon containers with handles because they're so easy to move around. So it's not as overwhelming for people to grow a garden. All you need to do is grab one of those five gallon containers. You can plant a little salad garden, herbs, whatever. You can pull them inside if you need to yep. during the winter or you know if it gets too hot outside for your greens. So those are definitely probably two of my all time favorites. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the no cocoa liner. Uh, I did an arrangement with uh, a cactus in the middle and succulents around the outside. And I had that going for like three years, and oh. I think the wire basket is going to rust out before the fabric gives way, you know, so it's like, it's, it, you know, it's just something that's going to get better and better over time versus, like you said, using a, a cocoa liner and then the bottom drops out a after like year two or so oh, yeah. that's um, happened to me from so the birds times. picking it. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing mm -hmm. is, what I love about them is I just actually switched over my uh, basket liners from like flowers that had kind of died off to some herbs. And then I just took the basket liners out and threw them in the wash to kind of clean them up and refresh them a little bit, let them air dry and you pop them back in and they look as good as new. So they last through washings and <laughs> they just last from season to season. So you really can't go wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. If, if you just have a couple of smart pots, you know, I like to soak mine or sometimes I'll throw them into the washer. Uh, I've heard stories of big time growers taking, you know, dozens and dozens of uh, smart pots to the local laundromat. And then people are kind of like looking at them like, what are you doing, buddy? Oh, that's funny. I've never seen that before. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, I, I wouldn't recommend it uh, for, for, for most people. Uh, I, you know, I, I think just kind of, you know, honestly, I've been getting into no-till lately, so I haven't even been washing my smart pots. I'll just, you know, dig out where, you know, the, the small root ball was, pop in my transplant, and, and I'm just loving no-till. But to each, their, to each their own, yeah. you know, in the gardening world, whatever works. Absolutely. Um, like a thousand ways you can garden. Yeah, yeah, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Definitely. Uh, you, you named off like a ton of, I guess, um, selling points for growing in a smart pot. But what do you think is probably the biggest selling point 
for growing in a smart pot for the average home grower? I think definitely the fact that they are an aerated fabric. Um, so they air prune. So what that basically means, and I know that you know, but in case some of the listeners um, don't know, is that in a plastic container, it's happened to me so many times over the years before I use smart pots, the roots just kind of circle around and then the plant just starts looking sickly. Maybe it dies. It doesn't, you know, thrive, but in smart pots, it doesn't do that. It like prunes, it's called air pruning and it just kind of forms this fibrous root mass. So once the roots hit the sides, um, then they start to form like this fibrous root ball. They can still take up the air, the nutrients, the water, your plants are going to thrive. So people wonder why is it so productive in smart pots? I mean, that's why. And it makes it so easy for people to be successful. I think that's the biggest reason why a lot of times people will quit gardening is because their plants die. They maybe think they have a brown thumb, which we know is not true, but um, they're just not successful at it. And Smart Pots makes it easy for people to not only pick it up quickly and easily, but for them to be successful. And once they get that first harvest, most time, most of the time people are hooked and they want to keep on growing more and more. Yeah, I I think, you know, getting to what you're talking about, you know, it's all about the roots uh, with pretty much every plant. Um, the better your root system, the better your plant is going to do. And I think a lot of gardeners tend to overlove their plants and overwater them, especially. And I've found that it's a lot harder to overwater a plant in a smart pot versus a rigid sided container just because you know when when it's fully saturated it'll come out the bottom and out the sides uh if it needs to um so yeah Absolutely. yeah that's a right huge problem there. is people you know when they see their plant wilt or maybe something as funny is going on they oh let's give it some water you know and then they end up drowning their plants so with smart pots that doesn't happen because things just kind of flow out and it makes it easy too to rehydrate your pots um, which you can't really do in a plastic container. You just set it in a bin of water and then the, the water will soak up through the bottom and the plant will be nice and hydrated. You don't have to water as often. So it just keeps gardening simple and really helps people, gives people an easy way to get started and then yep. they feel really good about it. Yep. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, that's a, a big problem, you know, overwatering, especially for like indoor plants, you know, where there isn't a whole lot of air circulation to begin with. So if your indoor plants are struggling, you know, transplant them into a smart pot and, you know, they might uh, take off for you. Yeah, um, I guess those little one gallons quite a bit inside for greens and herbs and even to transplant other plants. And yeah, it works great. Yeah, those those uh, those little ones are perfect for the windowsill. They are. Um, you're, uh, now, I wanted to get into your first book, Organic Gardening for Everyone. Um, it's a beautiful book. Uh, who laid that out, and, and did you have any help with, with writing and designing it? Well, the writing I did all myself. Um, actually, my publisher is Cool Springs Press, so they originally approached me about writing the book, um, and then actually we ended up working together as a family to do all the photography, so myself, uh, my husband Jerry and my daughter um, Julianne is a photographer. Nice. So um, once the book was written, then we, you know, did all the photography to go along with the book. And then after that's all done, you send it over to the publisher, and they have an art department that does all the layout and design. They did a beautiful job of putting it all together and making a product, which is really a book that which has really helped a lot of people grow. And the whole idea is that organic gardening is for everyone. Uh, we mentioned before about people thinking they have a brown thumb, but really anyone can do it. The key is just keeping it simple, and I go into that um, in my book, and it's really a way, uh, makes it an easy way for anyone to garden in a quick, simple, inexpensive way, and just to, to dive right in. So, 
yeah, it was a, a really fun project to work on as a family. So we're very proud of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would be if I were you. Um, I remember getting my copy of the book and just, just cracking it open and, and thinking like, wow, this is, you know, it looks like something that, you know, you were on your fifth book or something oh, instead of your you. first wow. one. So that's great. It, it really, it really uh, impressed me. Um, so I understand you've got a new book coming out about raised bed gardening. Uh, what do you like about raised beds versus growing in ground or, or other containers? Well, raised beds are, again, a really easy way for people to grow. And over the past couple years, so many more people have gotten into gardening, like with the pandemic and all that. People want to grow their own vegetables. They want to do it in a simple way that seems accessible. And raised beds really make it accessible, not only physically, you don't have to bend down quite as much, easier on your back and your knees, but you can control the input that you're putting into your raised bed. So you're filling it with, you know, a custom made soil, I have soil recipes in my new book. They're easy to build or pop up, like within, in the case of the Smart Pots raised beds. Um, and you're creating an environment that really makes it easy for vegetables to thrive. And as we mentioned earlier, uh, when people are successful at something, they get excited about it and they want to grow more and more. So um, that's one great thing that just makes it accessible for anyone, besides the fact that you can put them anywhere. You don't have to have a huge backyard. You can grow on a patio or a balcony. Um, you can customize the size. You can get a big one, a small one, to regardless of the, the space that you have, and really just customize it to your situation. So it really makes it simple for people. Nice. Yeah. I, you know, the older I get, the more back issues I have. So I've found that bringing the garden closer to me, uh, is, is a great benefit. And then also, you know, when we get rain, you know, sometimes it comes in buckets and then, you know, yeah. if your garden is in a low lying area, your, you know, roots might be drowned out. But if you're in a raised bed, the chances of that happening are significantly decreased. So uh, good, good to see that we're and both big, big raised beds fans here. <laughs> and you don't have to dig out a corner of your garden, like in an in-ground garden, which is a great way to garden as well. But, um, you know, some people aren't able to do that. Maybe they just don't want to, they don't have the time or they can't yeah. do it. So raised beds make it, you know, easy for, for that aspect of it too. Yep, totally. Um, so as far as, uh, you know, input ingredients, what are some of your go-to input ingredients for uh, gardening success in terms of fertilization? Well, I really like to keep it simple with fertilizer. There's so many out there on the market. I mean, you can go to your garden center and see fertilizers for tomatoes, for peppers, for fruit trees, for just about anything. But I pretty much stick with uh, like a time release fertilizer, a balanced, um, like an NPK balanced, like granular fertilizer, um, compost and worm castings. Those would be like the ones that are time release that kind of feed your garden over a few month period of time. And then the second category that I pretty much stick with is the water soluble, um, which are immediately available to your plants. So I pretty much just stick with like the compost, a granular worm castings, and then a couple of really good balanced um, organic uh, water soluble fertilizers that d dissolve quickly in water. So you can give your plants an immediate boost if you want to, and then also feed them long-term with the time released. So nice. you know what, don't spend all that money on a million different fertilizers. Just keep it simple and uh, you know, don't overcomplicate things. And also you're gonna save money that way too. Yeah, I, I like the keep it simple uh, mantra for sure. Um, now, kind of along those lines, you know, I was trying to think, you know, what is something that we can do as gardeners to 
to lessen our environmental impact. And, and the thing that really comes to mind is composting. Uh, how can we do that easily? Well, I love to compost in the SmartPost compost sack. Um, I've been doing that for several years now. And one thing I like about it is everything stays contained. I mean, I'm in an urban area. Um, we do have rodents in our area. So it's nice because the compost sack has the cover on it. It keeps the rodents out, but it also keeps it contained and looking nice so it doesn't smell. You know, my neighbors aren't saying, what's that smell coming from your backyard? Um, but it also really helps you compost faster because mm -hmm. it keeps, if you're, if you're building a large pile, you're able to hot compost, then it'll break down quicker because it's covered and contained, but it's also getting the aeration. So it just kind of, again, Smart Pot's making it simple for people to, you know, to get going and composting is just part of that process. Now, I've had a lot of people say, I don't have room for that big compost sack. And I actually did a video several years ago on um, how to compost in one of the five gallon containers. Nice. And the key for that is, is just getting your compost ingredients broken down into as small particles as possible. So I actually threw a bunch of my food scraps in the blender, blended them up and then uh, layered that with like leaves and um, you know, grass clippings and different things to make a really small little five gallon compost pile. And it broke down in maybe six weeks or so with you know, yeah. making sure it got watered and turned and things like that. But really anyone can, po can compost and you know, take care of not having such a big carbon footprint um, and just throwing things in the trash. So it's a great way to really help yourself be a little bit more sustainable. Yeah, I, I just moved recently and at our old apartment, my girlfriend was opposed to the idea of composting, but now that we have a yard, she's all for it. And I'm just amazed by how fast my composting has built up. Like we have a little countertop, uh, you know, container in our kitchen and that thing fills up, you know, in a day, day and a half. And then I take that out to my 15 gallon smart pot that I'm using as my, you know, intermediate uh, compost sack before I start filling up the big boy. Um, so yeah, ox oxygen is the key to, you know, root success, microbial success and compost, composting success. The more oxygen we get to that compost, the quicker it breaks down. So yeah, get a compost sack. Yeah, it's always a popular topic. In fact, my most viewed video on YouTube has 2.3 million views and it's on composting. So it's one of the wow. videos I made in the early days. And then I have lots and lots on um, making compost in the compost sack. So plenty of resources out there on how to compost quick, simple, and inexpensive for sure. Yeah. Was that 2.3 million view uh, video, was that the first one that you did like in the viral challenge that you were talking about? No, that would actually oh, okay. uh, does not have near that many, but I made the, the, the kind of the viralish video, I guess you could say. It might've been a year or two after we started our channel. Um, but it's definitely one of them. Our most popular playlists on YouTube is on composting for sure. Yeah, who would have thought, you know, over 2 million views uh, about composting. But I mean, yeah. it, it's such an important thing, you know, that more gardeners should be getting into. So uh, kudos to you for being a, a composting advocate. Um, yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So you're very interactive with your followers. Um, what have you seen or heard that has made you the most proud of what you're doing uh, in terms of gardening education? Well, I'd say when you hear people say how gardening has changed their lives, um, you know, sometimes we're out in the backyard making videos. We love it. You know, we absolutely love, you know, I love growing. Jerry loves filming. 
But when you're interacting with people, you get to really see the personal side and you get to hear people say, wow, I started gardening during the pandemic. It kept me sane when we had to stay home all the time. It kept my, gave my family something to do. It gave me fresh vegetables to eat. So that's amazing. But I think even more touching is when you hear stories of people saying, um, I had cancer, I had diabetes, I had heart issues. I, I had to start eating healthier and I got into gardening and it just completely changed my health around. So that to me is like change lives, um, really are motivating for us to just keep yeah. on going and make us do feel very proud that we've been able to communicate how to do that to people in a way that makes it easy for them. So yeah, it really keeps us going. <laughs> yeah, in a sense, you know, uh, these people are saving their own lives, you know, by kind of adopting a healthier lifestyle, you know, getting active, gardening, eating healthy foods. Because um, store-bought foods, you know, most people don't realize it is harvested, you know, weeks before optimal, you know, ripeness or in nutrition. You know, most sugars and, and minerals are packed on in the last couple of weeks before harvest. So grow your own, grow the best, and, and be healthy. Um, awesome. Right. It makes a huge, huge difference. Even if you have something from your garden, homegrown, like once a day, or even a couple of times a week, it really, really makes a huge difference in your health. Not only your physical health, but your mental health. Yep. And I think I'm a big proponent for that is get outside, make it part of your daily routine. Coming home after a stressful day or you're feeling a little bit down, you need a little lift, just head out to the garden, listen to the birds, look at the flowers, harvest a few vegetables. And before you know it, you're going to be feeling a whole lot better. Uh, yeah, I, it, it's pretty rare that I go out into the garden and, and I'm coming back feeling uh <laughs> you know, more stressed than when I walked in, for sure. Oh, definitely. It's just a lift, and you get outside, mm -hmm. and it just makes you feel good. Yeah. Now, um, you know, besides Jerry, your dog Mac is a big part of your videos. Uh, any tips for dog owners who garden? Uh, what should they be aware of? Any issues? Well, we've been actually very fortunate with Mac because he's a Border Collie, which are typically super high-energy dogs. He's very mild-mannered, very calm has never really had a huge digging problem, but I think that could be the biggest issue for dogs, dog owners, is their dogs will go and dig in their gardens. Um, the few times we have had issues with that, I try and put up little barriers. It's usually when there's empty soil, like when I just planted something. So I'll try and put up little barriers, you know, small little fences, like wire fences that are temporary, you can remove after a while. Um, one thing that um, has worked too with like local cats is sticking forks in the soil, like plastic forks with the tines up because they don't want to walk across that and that can help deter your dog as well but um you know i think it's great to be outdoors with your animals i mean he's gotten to where he'll follow us around for videos he kind of knows like when the camera comes out but for the typical home gardener um dogs are such social animals that just take them out in the garden with you see if you can feed him some of your vegetables mac hasn't really gotten into vegetables yet unfortunately but um, again, it's part of that mental health aspect of just being outdoors and having your family and your pets out there with you too. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Some some dogs just love vegetables and they'll eat them, you know, all day long. And other dogs are pickier. Um, I guess you know, just like people, yeah. we all have our He's preferences. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so getting into, you know, people that maybe say like, oh, I, I have a brown thumb, you know, I can't garden. Like, why do you why, why do you think they have that opinion of gardening? What, what do you think is probably, you know, people's biggest challenge? 
in, in terms of gardening? I see really the biggest challenge a lot of new gardeners face is with watering. I think that's really a big key. People don't know like, when do I water? How do I water? How much do I water? That's definitely the question I get asked the most when it comes to gardening. So, um, you know, once people kind of get that down a little bit and Smart Pots definitely does help with that issue for sure. Um, and then just keep it consistent. That will help people, you know, easily grow more vegetables. So I think that's number one. The second one being is that they're trying to grow the wrong vegetable in the wrong season. So in the hot California summers, they might be trying to grow lettuce, right. which doesn't do well over 80 degrees. So no, it's just going to bolt. Oh, I can't, I can't do it. I just can't do it. But if you're working with the seasons, and I talk about this in organic gardening for everyone, keeping it simple is really working with the seasons and planting the vegetables that will thrive in the season or the temperatures with, you know, in which, in which they're supposed to thrive. And that will really set you up for successful gardening. And then you get that taste of that harvest and a little bit of success and you'll be off to the races. Yeah. Yeah. I think people need to, yeah, maybe have uh, more tempered expectations. Like you said, you know, you're not going to grow lettuce in Phoenix when it's 120 degrees um, very easily. So, you know, exactly. work with mother nature. Don't try and, you know, be too ambitious. Keep it simple. And the, uh, that's, I was just going to emphasize that point is uh, my garden motto, which I talk about that in organic gardening for everyone too, is to keep it simple and then expand later. So start with the vegetables that you enjoy eating, whether it's salad, whether it's a tomato plant, but just start with a couple, maybe, you know, two or three vegetables. Don't try and plant a whole, you know, field or a whole farm full of vegetables and just kind of get a few little basic skills under your belt, like watering and harvesting and watching your plants develop and then get that first harvest and you're going to be hooked. You're going to want to plant a few more the next time and then just add to it little by little over time. So don't overwhelm yourself all, all, all at once. That that make that makes sense because gardening can be a lot of work, you know, depending on what you're growing and you know how big your garden is. So it makes sense to to you know start with baby steps, you know, a small garden, and then you can expand from there. Yeah. Um, now people assume you're just probably always in your garden doing garden work, <laughs> but I, I can I, I'm assuming you have a life outside of you know videos and, and gardening. What do you enjoy doing uh, when you're not being Callie Kim the gardener? <laughs> well, I do spend a lot of time in the garden. but aside from that, um, you know there's so many things to do here in Southern California. We love to hike. We do a lot of hiking. Um, we enjoy not so much sitting on the beach, but walking on the beach. I'm not a big sitter. I have a hard time just sitting still. <laughs> but we love to go out to the beach and walk along, enjoy the ocean, take trips out to the beach like for the weekend. Um, and we spend a lot of time with our kids. We have two adult children. Our daughter's um, 26. Our son is 20. So we spend a lot of time with them, just hanging out in the back, grilling, um, having friends over. I mean, we're pretty simple people that way. Uh, but just spending time with friends and family and getting in the outdoors is what we love to do the most. Nice, nice. Makes sense. Um, I have to say, this has been really an awesome interview, getting to know you and, and your background, you know, outside of the garden, too. Um, now, I'd imagine a lot of people watching this are already, you know, following you on YouTube and Instagram, but I'm sure there's a few stragglers that aren't. Where can people find, uh, you know, more Callie Kim info and, and content? Well, sure, yeah. Our YouTube channel, Callie Kim Garden and Home, and our website is CallieKimGardenAndHome.com. 
and all my books are available there, all my seed collections. And we do have a customized brand of SmartPots. We're co-branding with SmartPots over there as well. So definitely come on by, say hello, leave a comment on a YouTube video or on Instagram, and I would love to interact with you. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, Kim is really good at, you know, actually responding and having conversations with people. And I, I, I think that's probably the key to social media success is, you know, personalizing the content and, you know, being interactive with people. And, you know, it just goes to show that's the formula because you've been killing it for a decade. So, well, thank uh, you so keep much. up the good I, work. I totally enjoy it. We've met so many good friends through YouTube and through social media, and it's really been a huge uh, blessing in our lives. So yep. we really appreciate it. Yep, yep. So uh, on that note, um, Kim, it's been awesome meeting you. Thank you so much for your time and uh, for joining us on The Growing Revolution. Uh, we'll be you know, following more of your videos and books uh, uh, to going forward. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun.